you have just entered the portal of discovery, complete with a British chick intro. Now, strap yourself in. We are in control of... We can adjust the treble. The bass. Add, add echo. Welcome to Speaking Out, America. We are in control. Welcome, welcome. Jim Watkins, your host for Speaking Out America, brought to you by our new sponsors, GetTheTea.com. And I invited them to sponsor this program. We have like-minded objectives. One is to purify the system, and that's what we do here every day. We try to purify the system. And I uh, am happy to be here. It's an honor to be here with you. We were I was watching Anthony Blinken earlier today. He was giving a uh, a speech about the need for Israel to show restraint. And it seems to me, and it's an unusual position to be in, because what we're watching here is true military might taking out terrorists. Now imagine if China or Russia had told us to go easy on the terrorists uh, who attacked us on 9-11. Imagine what the reaction would be if we were being told by other countries to go easy on terrorism, having just witnessed the Twin Towers fall down and the plane going into the Pentagon, the heartbeat of our military and of our defense capabilities and our personnel and the 3,000-plus people who died, including the people in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And someone said, hey, go easy on Al-Qaeda because you might cause too much collateral damage because Al-Qaeda is embedding itself within the populations of Iraq and Afghanistan and elsewhere. Obviously, that would be ridiculous. So then why are we doing this today? Now, the Congress has appropriated at least the lower house, has appropriated $14.6 billion. Much of the money, $50 million, I think, is going alone at just making sure that the basic needs could be met, not only of Israel, but of people in, in Gaza. So we're already offering to help these people that, unfortunately, are the victim of their own government. I think we all understand here that Hamas wants to wipe Israel off the map. So does Iran. Iran is fomenting this. And if you, your natural reaction would be, if you know somebody wants to get rid of you, you can either let them try over and over and over and hope that they don't succeed, or you can say enough is enough. You don't want to live with me, and I can't have you at arm's length trying to kill me, so I'm going to do what's necessary to make sure that you never attack me. That, I think, is the honest uh, and sober uh, position that Israel is taking. Now, many people don't know, especially a lot of the people now that are protesting out in the streets and on college campuses everywhere, a lot of people don't realize that going back to Yasser Arafat, there have been a lot of opportunities for the Palestinian people to put down their weapons, put down their anger, and acquiesce to the fact that they have a neighbor that they'll have to live with. But they always turn down the request. Uh, the Camp David Accords, all kinds of attempts have been made because of the Palestinian people, 
not because of Hamas and our desire, the West's desire to appease Hamas, but to protect the many people who live in the West Bank and Gaza and elsewhere. And so what, what's happening now is that Muslims around the world are, are outraged. They're seeing their brothers and sisters being decimated in the streets, which only confirms their hatred of why they believe that Israel should be wiped off the map. And it's, it's one of those situations where you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, but Israel has a right to defend itself. It is a legitimate state. Historically speaking, it is their state in the sense of its religious history. And just like the Muslims like to go on their annual trek to Mecca and touch the Kabbalah stone at least once in their life, it means something to them. And out of a show of respect, we honor their traditions, or at least we honor them as they are honoring their own traditions. So what's the difference between that and also allowing uh, Israelis to live in peace in their homeland? So that's, I, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, a no, it's an appropriate response because we all have feelings and we don't like to see bloodshed. But, but it, it cannot be taken out of context on how we got here. Uh, the group Hamas was elected to power in Palestine to represent their people. And from, from day one, they have said they don't think or see Israel as being a legitimate state. That would be like if we were to say that Justin Trudeau in Canada was not a legitimate state because... Uh, well, maybe because uh, they weren't there first. So, tit for tat, you, you could go all day with this. So right now, our Congress has done a generous thing. A lot of people are against it. They're, they're wanting to send money. They're trying to help. Uh, they're also there to back in case Iran starts to ruffle its feathers, which apparently they're doing. Now, now we've got the Houthis from, uh, from Yemen involved. And we don't know what uh, Hezbollah is going to do to the north in Lebanon. And, and also Syria and Turkey are now uh, problematic because everybody now is picking sides between the Israelis and uh, Hamas. And sadly, I, th I have a good friend who's there. Uh, he's about my age. He's got a wife, a couple of kids, and they live in the northern part of Israel. And, and he says, you know, he's a devoutly dedicated to the teachings of Christ, even though he is a Jew, but he's not a practicing Jew, but he, uh, he believes in turning the other cheek. He said to me on the phone not two days ago, he says, how am I supposed to love my neighbor when my neighbor is doing this to me? And it, that, that ultimately is the challenge, right? So clearer heads prevail. Anthony Blinken is doing what he can. But at the end of the day, Israel has a right to defend itself. That's it. That's enough. Anyway, so uh, hope you're enjoying what you're doing, where you're at. We appreciate you. And we do have a lot to talk about. Nan Su's going to be along later to give us the rundown on some developments in China. We'd like to have Nan Su on to talk about that. There is a lot going on. Uh, we also, there is a story that came out that probably not a lot of people have seen. But it kind of goes back to what we were talking about previously. The border is out of control 
it's a real problem. People are, are starting to wake up to the fact that with such a porous border, anybody and everybody is coming in. Millions of people have crossed the border since Biden took office. And you don't think that there are a few hundred thousand people there that might have ulterior motives? So a gentleman uh, appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast, the Special Forces veteran. He says, because of our open borders, the quote is, should scare you to death. Tim Kennedy, Special Forces veteran, who now works in television and other media, and during a recent appearance on the Joe Rogan podcast, Kennedy warned that terror attacks are coming to the United States due to Joe Biden's open border policy. Let, let's take a uh, listen to this. And yeah, you want to get a weird Google thing. Google how many known people on the terror watch list have made it across. And uh, it'll scare the crap out of you. So Department of Homeland Security and uh, the FBI, you know, we have this, these gigantic lists of people that are on terror watch lists, criminal watch lists. And the number of those that we have captured at the border obviously is just going to be a drop in a bucket of those that have made it across. And, um, you know, it is in light of what just happened in Israel, where you know, they flew paragliders over borders, over walls, and they, they crashed through walls, and then they were able to kill 1,400 people in one day. And then you look at the number, and that was that was 1,000 insurgents total. Um, and then you look at the number of people that have been coming over the border for the past three years that we know are radicalized, that we know are on watch lists. Um, it is, uh, it, it is, it should scare the pants, like to scare the, scare you to death. Yeah, so so if you're going to lose sleep over anything, that that's really what it is. Because uh, Tim Kennedy, he's full garb Joe Rogan show, and and he knows what he's talking about because he's been in special forces. He understands how the strategy works, uh, regardless of how, where you are on compassion and allowing mothers and children to come across because they're coming from countries that don't care about them. You also have to have uh, the sobering uh, realization that there are people who are coming into this country night and day continuously who are not coming here because they love us. They're coming here because someone put them on a plane or told them how to come in, and there's a strategy going on under our feet. Now, I'd like to believe that the FBI and the Department of Justice and uh, all of these uh, agencies that we have are out there keeping an eye on these people, tracking them. I'd like to believe that, that these guys are under... Uh, watch surveillance from our own government to make sure that they're not doing what they're doing. But the reality is, is how could they possibly keep track of these people? They're letting them in unfettered. They're not monitoring them. They're not following up with them. They don't even know who they are or where they're going or why. And they slip in so easily. That, to me, is the greatest negligence of this administration. Uh, I, I cannot think of a more egregious thing you can do to a country than to allow people to come in unfettered to do whatever they please to whomever they wish. And that's where we're at. That's the sad reality. And it's not going to ever be solved overnight. It's like having a, an infestation of bugs in your bed. You can't get rid of them. Be right back. Speaking out America, Jim Watkins here.
And if you are new to the program, you know that here on Speaking Out America, we keep our eye on the prize. And when it comes to China, we go to our resident expert, Nan Su from the Epoch Times, who joins us every week to fill us in on the latest news from China here on Speaking Out America. Caught up with Nan a little earlier, and we talked about a lot of things. We talked about this strange death of a high-ranking CCP member, also Gavin Newsom's trip, and some recent criticisms of the United States at a military convention. Nan Su joins us here on Speaking Out. There was a, I think his name is Lai King Chai. The former former uh, Prime Minister Li Keqiang. Yeah, that's right. He is, he is, he is a... He didn't do much, but he is kind of like uh, honest. So he, uh, when he talk, he talk about the reality of China. And, you know, uh, people have not yet been lifted out of poverty yet. Uh, he's honest. He and also he talk about continued, uh, uh, continue China uh, the the policy to continue uh, uh, to make China open to the Western world. Uh, so that's what he talked about. Uh, but while well, he served two terms, and then last year he finished his second term, and then he left. He left his post, retired, and you know, uh, on October twenty seventh, he just died. He he actually wow. he died suddenly when he was swimming in a five uh, star hotel. So people. Uh, usually, you know, the regime leaders on his rank, you know, those because yeah. in China they can eat, they can replace your uh, uh, organ, they can take other people's organs, give to these guys. So usually they don't die, you know, at sixty-eight. He's so young, you know. They say he had a, a stroke uh, when, you know, uh, no, they they had he had a heart attack when he swings. And that's the reason that people don't believe it. So that's the story. Interesting. Do you think he might have had a vaccine adverse effect? You know, they're talking about that. We, there's, there's no way you know the truth, basically, for, under that kind of a system. Hmm. But usually the, the guy before him, you know, died at an age of 92. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Most that's a sad those... one because we had, that means we had somebody actually over there that is a clear thinker uh, and now he's gone. So we, you know. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's too bad. So... Uh, and then, of course, there's the ever-growing threat of Taiwan. And I also want to ask you about Governor Newsom's trip. What a sham. I mean, what was the whole thing with uh, the kids and the basketball? Well, they, they trying to, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, there are too many. How, how much time you have? <laughs> I know, right? Well, we're rolling. So, um, but yeah, talk to me about Gavin Newsom. Uh, did China really make a big deal out, out of that basketball story with the little kid and getting spanked on the court? Did they, did they, I imagine people all over China, it probably went viral, didn't it? Uh, well, not, not really. crazily. No. And now it's, these days, it's like, you know, the, the U.S., China, you know, U.S., China relationship really turns out. So, <laughs> do you think people in China, I mean, we'll get to the serious stuff here. Do you think in general, people in China, recognize their system as being better than ours or do they secretly long for a more free and open it's hard to know 
Uh, it's hard to know. You know, you 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 do have uh, uh, the dictatorship there. People are afraid of talking about the truth, and you do have uh, um, uh, some of the young people. They are brainwashed. They are really pro the regime. The the you know that patriotic. kind of situation yeah. exists. Yeah. The, well, in China, patriotics really means uh, loyal to the party. Right. The communist. Uh, it's a one-party control system, so uh, it's very hard to say. You know, uh, now uh, the average age of China right now, the mid-age in China right now, it's a, about 42. So uh, the older the mid-age gets, you know, the harder you you going to see a revolution in there. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. So the younger people are not likely to revolt. Uh, well, there are things, thing, interesting things ha- happening over there, like uh, Halloween, you know. You know, Halloween, the, I see a bunch of people in Shanghai, they dress like a Winnie Pooh, you know Winnie Pooh? <laughs> yeah, Winnie yeah. Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of their way of making fun of Xi Jinping, isn't it? Yep. They call him Pooh Bear. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow, that's an interesting. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so that's their little slight against him but they don't get arrested or anything do they uh well winning pool it's actually banned in china you know they they move it off the shelf uh, uh because of you know people use that icon to 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 kind of indicate that to xi jinping yeah. uh but you know halloween you gotta you know it's it, it's kind of like at a borderline yeah, like you can do it, but uh, they're now they're gonna you're just gonna get attention on yourself now, right? So right. you always run the risk of upsetting somebody, and you don't want to do that because and they can get you. They may have, have a, a label you already. You know, you, it's like a go back to check your social credit score if it's if it's a plunged. Yeah. All right, so let's talk. Uh, uh, we're talking, of course, with with Nansu, who's a senior investigative reporter for the Epoch Times. Talk about this new this military. There was some event in Beijing where they were openly criticizing the United States, which is not unusual. But what made this recent event more unusual than your typical anti-American bashing? What was well? Okay, that this. Uh, the reason uh, this event caught uh, attention of the West was really the uh, both Chinese and Russian military leaders together in the forum and criticizing the United States. Now, uh, it's called Xiangshan Forum. Xiangshan uh, is the name of a mountain in the suburban area of Beijing. It's kind of like a resort area, beautiful view. You know uh, that kind of uh, you know a lot of hotel those kind of areas. So, it, so ever since 2019, there's an international military forum being held over there uh, annually. Uh, so it's supposed to be a platform for military diplomacy. So military leaders will come, make you know exchange communication, talk about the issues in their common concern. Uh, now this year, uh, uh, this year that uh, uh, Russian and many uh, war, you know, different part of the uh, leaders from different part of um, 
world, you know, the military leaders get together. Now, uh, U.S. Uh, Department of Defense Undersecretary Karras uh, went there too. Uh, now, uh, during the forum, Russian sharply criticized U.S. Uh, uh, on the, um, you know, for U- U.S. government supporting Ukraine, while China uh, criticized uh, U- U.S. government supporting all the subversion uh, efforts all around the world. They yeah. say China, it's mainly because, you know, we support the democracy movement, right? Right. So... Uh, now, and uh, China's uh, uh, military leaders say Taiwan is the core interest of China, and China will never give up. You know, using the force or any means to unify Taiwan. Uh, so that's uh, why, at the same time, the U.S. Undersecretary of Department of Defense actually uh, took a very low tune. Uh, you know, approach, you didn't really say much. I guess the reason it's uh, Biden has been trying in every way possible to get Xi Jinping to come to San Francisco APEC summit, you know, in the middle of November. So he doesn't want to say anything to uh, to, 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 to make Xi Jinping anger. Well, I think a lot of Americans would disagree. What 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 is the benefit of going soft on China? We know that they steal our intelligence, they send balloons over here, they do all kinds of things. Clearly they are not our ally, but whatever's Biden's position is so different from from Trump's. Trump held G accountable. He openly criticized him. Biden does the exact opposite. Do you think that's a smart policy? Well, I don't know, but you don't get away from doing, you know, by doing that. That's the key. I mean, it's like uh, uh, they point the finger to the U.S. government. Anyway, it's like uh, uh, 2019, you know, the, uh, during the Hong Kong pro-democracy, anti-extradition, you know, whole year long movement. Uh, U.S. government actually didn't do much except um, providing some lip service to support it. Yeah. But. You know, uh, the Chinese government, you know, point the finger to U.S. government and say CIA is behind all this movement. You're going to be blamed anyway. Well, why don't you just, you know, hey, you know, do something instead of just doing nothing. (laughs) Good point. Listen, we have to leave it there. Uh, The time flew as it always does. Nansu, the uh, Epoch Times. Check out one of the best reads on the Internet for all things China, and also the U.S. and the world. Great, great reporting over there. Uh, Nansu, we'll talk to you next week, and I appreciate your time with you today. Uh, thank you for having me, Jeremy. Listen, I want to thank our sponsor, GetTheTea.com. Don't forget the 10% off special, GetTheTea.com. Use keyword CRN, and we'll talk to you again right here on Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. <laughs>